Go ahead. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. My name is D. Eight. No one is better than me. I rock with the best in the industry. I blow your mind. I blow your head. Hey, think about the words that I just said when I'm playing ball. They call me D Money, like sweet honey. Hey, hey. I shoot, dribble, and pass up so fast. I fly through the boys and all my girls laugh. My sister's in the stands just cheering hey. while the other team just fearing. <sighs> D Money. Hey, that was that was like my affirmations right there. What's up, everybody? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's Coach D. Coach Kim. And y'all know we here with us the second pod. The truth tellers are back. The hoop dreams are still alive and well. So welcome to the fifth quarter pod. I'm excited to discuss anything and everything with my homie and my best friend, Coach Kim. Um, as I said before, that rap was from when I was like six. And you were six. I was six. No, Man, me you, and my aunt. You were six. I was six. Me and my aunt. That's dope. Yeah, I wrote it in a six prison. Six-year-olds are not <laughs> rapping like that. Today. I wrote it in a juvenile uh, detention facility, not because well, you, I was there. My aunt. My aunt. Was bad. My aunt worked there, and we took a oh. trip. Like we took a quick trip. This it was a fan. Yeah. Good. No, we it, took it. It was good. She had to go six. to work. So we took a trip and my aunt, we was in the car and well, we was in the little, you know, waiting area or whatever. And she was like, We should write a rap. And I was like, Yeah. I was like, My name is D. And that's what my family called me, you know, they call me D. And the money is so, just, you know, because I'm so you, fly. You was so <laughs> So you was hooping at six? Yeah, bro. It was on my mind. It was on my mind, so I wrote my affirmations. That was my affirmation. Six. So you, when did you start playing basketball? At five. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've been the point guard. I told you this. You was born the point guard. <laughs> yes, oh me. Like, yes. For, I can't believe. Now this is, this is like, for real. You start playing basketball at six. Five. Five. Yeah. Oh my God. That's why I got the IQ. Like you know. Like a toddler. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Probably yes. <laughs> I don't make great decisions lately, right? <laughs> Anyways, so wow. today is about creating that creating that initial philosophy for yourself. I think as we've grown, as we've become adults in this game, um, and just, you know, from the from the last pod, we talked about language, we talked about a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. to create language, you gotta have your own personal philosophy. And I think it's very important I that think you gotta know what you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk every day, at least make what you say valuable. Right. If you want to have a language, you gotta know what you want to express. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, it's really important that those things come from. Mm -hmm. What do they come from? I guess when you six, <laughs> like <laughs> those things come from like. Like your true self, like you can't fake that at six years old. Like, no, not you at know all. What I'm saying? So that's that's authentic. Yes. And so your language, your philosophy should be an authentic piece yes. of your craft yes. as a coach. But it should be flexible mm -hmm. depending on where you at. And if we talking about high school coaches, we talking about high school coaches, mm -hmm. we gotta be a little flexible with that philosophy. I agree. While I, true, yes, but flexible. Because flexible doesn't mean that you change all the time. It just means that you have more range. I think your philosophy should be flexible, period, if that makes sense. So, like, my personal philosophy as I've gotten older is to inspire and empower 
athletes through conversation. Okay. And so it allows that flexi uh, flexibility. Uh, you know, it could interchange athletes or people or business people, you know, just anything. And so children, it doesn't matter. But it has to be like, um, it has to already start flexible. You know what I'm saying? And so I think when, when a coach tries to make a kid buy in, you gotta understand like where's, where's the language, where do you believe in your personal philosophy? You gotta so, buy into yourself first, coach. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, into you, you ain't yeah. bought into you. <laughs> you ain't bought nothing from you ever, coach. I am not buying in. But and that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, most of these coaches probably have a lot of uh, um, self confidence issues and. Uh, wow, <laughs> self confidence. You're talking I mean, about people. I mean, that I tried to say programs? it casually. I tried well, to say it casually. They have self confidence issues. I mean, yes, a lot okay. of a lot of coaches. It's like I'm God. This is my program. Like this is the only ship that I could drive, right? Or how you drive a ship? You you boat it. <laughs> I mean. You steer? you steer you steer a ship. You steer Look ship. at you, Kim. I Coach Kim. Okay. Yes. Yes. Most of them. This is my boat, and you got to stay on my boat, and mm. that's it. And if you don't, then you're overboard. You know oh. what I'm saying? And so most of them believe that, and it's, they not they not. Um, I don't have a better adjective than island, mm. and they can't occupy multiple environments. Mm. They're not flexible nice. enough. They're not flexible enough, but they're not flexible inside. Yeah. And so it all starts with what your personal philosophy is. Do you have yeah. one? I do have one. Go ahead, tell the you people. Know, um, honestly, I just developed my personal philosophy. Mm -hmm. I think my coaching philosophy is so fluid and it's so flexible because I don't know who I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. So I'm a coach by nature. I don't. I don't always. I don't get to recruit. Yeah at my level in the way that I would like. Yeah. You know, I'm not paying for players to play. And so it's just a little different. So you gotta be flexible in your philosophy when your purpose in life is to coach. You don't get to choose always right. what type of kids you get to coach. But anyway, mm -hmm. so my personal philosophy is through consistent education, using connections made through athletics. I wanna add value to the youth athletic. Mm -hmm sports mm -hmm. industry mm -hmm. as a whole mm -hmm. and that's coaches parents players right referees right tournament directors mm -hmm. the concession stand lady <laughs> the people that do the scorebook mm -hmm. the parking lot people mm -hmm. everybody 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 right everybody should be influenced everybody mm -hmm. okay so within that personal philosophy do you feel like um you try to include uh all all things and all aspects of, of the game just to make sure it was flexible? Because I feel like you could say just community and it'd be, you know. Yeah. You know community what I'm saying? is such an inclusive word. I, I yeah. could that could really help my philosophy. You see, it just <laughs> it just it just got way more range in and that you, moment. You like see, we just you see guys, we just help each other yeah, in this moment. We just took all of that. Right. Like, <laughs> you don't have to say players, yeah. coaches, all of the yeah. people. It don't yeah, even community. matter. Community. Yeah, the whole community. The whole community. You know what I'm this is how you be better for everyone. This is how you grow. This is how you grow the game. Exactly. Through the community. Exactly. Um, I think the best thing in my career that ever happened to me. And the, the epitome of what buying in means mm -hmm. is when I was in school. And my last two years at UT Tyler, uh, shout out to Coach Baker. He really, and Coach Little, you know, they really ran a program. Mm -hmm. And 
built language like family first we have that on our our, our conference championship rings and so anything we did we did it as a family right Mm -hmm. so always i mean i even as my back my uh my password at a point you know what i'm saying because i bought in but you know what's so important is to get the player the leader of the team to buy in and i was the leader and so that if I'm buying it, everybody buying it. And so one day, one chip, one, one, uh, what, how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time, we consistently won. And that was probably, they call us the Sweet 16 team, but like that was probably the best moments of my life in my basketball career. Cause I had got to a place where like, it was it was it you know and it's your yeah. senior year and you you won a, a championship man a lot of people can't say that you know what i'm saying a lot of people i can't say that <laughs> I, I can't i can't say that at all you man. know I, I have been to the championship a few times <laughs> yeah but i have never it's a cold out, cold you know day. as a champion <sighs> just yeah. yet you know yeah my championship is coming, mm-hmm. and it, it's gonna be. You just gonna you be know, in some fly suit. You are gonna be in a fly suit. I'm gonna be super fly, decked out, ice champ. I'm gonna be the coolest champ y'all ever seen. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. gonna, you it's gonna, gonna be real chill. They gonna yeah. pour the Gatorade on you, and you just gonna be like, ah. I'm gonna let it drip. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna let it drip. Okay, I right. ain't even gonna trip about it. But I mean, I would say for me, I won't even take it back. Take it back to. Since you, this rap, I'm still, I'm still throwing <laughs> off. This rap happened at six years old. I'm impressed, but um, for me, yeah, that buy-in happened in middle school. Mm. So way, Ooh. way. That's like, when you say you got to get the kids. You, last part, Coach Kim said, get them younger. Get them younger. And I thought that wasn't the solution. <laughs> not to, my, not for em, tomorrow. Get them younger. Yeah. And so when I went to to middle school at O.W. Homes here in mm-hmm. Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of pride. Like you would have thought our middle school was like a HBCU of middle schools. Yeah. We had so much pride. We had so much like just culture, like in community and all of that at our yeah. school, especially like with athletes. Uh, this is the first time me seeing athletes separate. Mm-hmm. Like we ate different. <laughs> than regular students like it was it was it crazy. was segregated um <laughs> we're not gonna get oh, we're not gonna keep it real we're not gonna keep it, it real it wasn't segregated oh, oh, okay. i mean we just chose to oh eat y'all with chose each other. oh that's you know that's tigers cool. eat with tigers and we were tigers so, oh, okay you know what i'm saying yeah but at that point i i bought in so everybody else at the school wasn't a tiger just because y'all was in athletics y'all was Specifically, they tigers. was tigers too, but <laughs> like we was like tigers, tigers. So. Okay, y'all was the real tigers. Yeah. So okay. I mean, but that's when it started. Like that's when the buy-in happened. Like yeah. I think it gotta start that early. Mm-hmm. In in middle school, it could start at six. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it could think, obviously start. I think six, even going back to that, like obviously I remember it, right? So it made an impact not on, only on me. And if you ever heard me do it, I do it. We have a talent show in my family for Christmas, and so sometimes within years, um, I, I bring it out because they asked me to. I even wrote a, a, a part two, mm. and I was really older then. <laughs> but you got a remix. But the the point about the 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 um the rap, right? was it to solidify myself as a hooper, mm-hmm. right? In my mind, that that rap has always solidified me as a hooper. If in it, if you, like, 
I'm really detailing it right now in mm -hmm. this moment because it's so valuable at that age what it did to my basketball career, right? Mm -hmm. Because in there, I always, I said, the support of my sisters. Uh-huh, right? you did. Right? You so they just be cheering, they cheering. Be che <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, so, and, so, and so it's so important to have some support and to mm. know that the support came from my family, even mm. better. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm detailing how I can pass, swoop, dribble. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yes, you. I'm affirming myself. And I never thought about that rap as an affirmation to myself. And so, you know, just to coincide with the Hooper Affirmations that we go ha we have a single coming out. We have a single coming out. It's called Hooper Affirmations. We dropping. We dropping. <laughs> we dropping. Stay tuned. Right. Right. Um, but anyways, so I think it's important that you do start younger because at that age, in my mind, I was always going to win a basketball championship. Let me say that. I, I don't want to say I, I knew what school I was going to, but I knew that I, D. Woods, D. Money, Danae Woods, do I have any other aliases? Coach D. Oh, that, that's the last one. Um, I knew that I was going to cut down a net and get a ring. You know, I tell y'all what I do on every pod. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all again. I teach elementary <laughs> PE. Sixth graders are like <laughs> kindergarten, first. Yeah. 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 I couldn't imagine. Mm. And I like if I had a, a kid. Mm hmm. Then I, because I, I feel a rapper. Like, you feel like I, I should have like, been a rapper. I feel like you, you, you had no problem doing this ever. Like no, on the spot, so so I learned. I learned it on the spot, and I did it for my whole family when we got back. Like I feel like you would do it at school in the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I uh, no, Maybe because it was friends. the support of my. Now that I'm older, it's kind of cute because I say I was six, but before. It, I was at that age in the your twenties when it's just not cute. But now I'm thirty, so it's all good. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I feel like it, right? Wow. But anyway, so that that rap for me just um solidified my hoop my hoop dreams. And so <clears throat> another pod coming. Um but having the philosophy is vital. But that is just to set the tone. Mm. To set the tone. And once you set the tone, you have your your kids buy in. What's what's the what's next for you, Coach Kim? What do you think is next, and as you set the tone, in what your personal philosophy is, and what your um, your uh, coaching philosophy is? I think that, like, once you set the tone for your personal philosophy, your coaching philosophy, the next thing you got to do is what we all do already. Mm -hmm. You got to share it. Mm. And so you got to share it with your coaching staff. Ooh. They got to know what you about. Sharing you is share, caring. Sharing is caring. Mm -hmm. And then you got to share it with your kids. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes I see coaches like, you got this philosophy. You mm -hmm. have this ideology about basketball. And your kids don't even know it. Right. And they just doing drills and having practice and doing what you say because that's what you say. Mm -hmm. But they don't even know, like, why why you are like this why mm -hmm. you think this way why you move this way right they don't know your philosophy at all so i mean your philosophy is only as good as the people that it impact mm. and so if they don't know they don't know it yeah then how can they be impacted by something they don't know i feel that and so i think next you got to share it share it with your team 
like your coaching staff. Yes, your coaching staff. But you know how I said that they have philosophy. Coaches got insecurities. Coaches got insecurities that they don't want to talk about. Okay, so coaches may be coaching from pain. Brene Brown. <laughs> Brene Brown. <laughs> Brene in the building. Oh, my God. Dare to lead. This is not an ad. This is not an right, ad. Right, this is not. But if you're but a coach, that is our reading book. Um, of I, October. Of October. It's October's edition, Dare to Lead. Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, October's edition of the Fit Quarter yeah. Pod. We're going to put y'all on because that's, that's how you really elevate through vulnerability and all the things, that, everything right. else she talked about. However, they are insecure because okay. they don't want to be critiqued. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you share it with your coaching staff, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you got to share What it. you need to have people who have diverse thinking than you, right. right? Or, you know, everybody's diverse in their methods of how they go about it. One thing I learned, you know, I mean to cut you off, mm -hmm. but when I was at Southeastern Oklahoma State in Durant and I was, um, I was a grad assistant, and one thing I learned about coaching is everybody has a role. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a position. Yeah. And so if there's a head coach, it matters what your personal philosophy is, but that's not what you're there to do. Right. As an assistant, I am there to make sure his philosophy is at the forefront. Mm. And so I think that you mm. you you gotta have people that you willing to share with, but you mm. also got have people that are gonna follow. Not mm. saying that they gotta be yes men mm. and yes women, but mm. I'm also saying that as an assistant, mm -hmm. your job is to execute mm. my philosophy. You have to follow before you lead. Okay. Period. Yeah. You have to become an elite follower yeah. before you lead anyone. I agree. Period. You got like you have to know how to take a step back and understand someone else's game, right? What they do and what they don't do, that's not beneficial to you. And but you gotta be a um the greatest. Some people not meant to be number one anyway. Well, but that's a I mean, I could go in. You know what? Some people not meant to be number one. Some people really meant to be number two. Yeah. And so some people can body number two. And yeah. that's what we need. And as a or coach. Or number three. Oh, yeah, number three. How, how many coaches they usually have on I the mean, program? Like at least three or four. Right. Okay, so for three, you got to have people who are okay in their role and knowing that if they want to elevate, they can. But they got to buy into you too. They, yeah. You got to be doing, if uh, more, if not more, than what, what you require them to do. Yeah. And so it's about you can't go in front of the kids Right. And y'all not be on one page. Yeah. So, yes, I agree. You have to set the tone and then you have to go to to the table. Yeah. You got to bring it to the table with your coaching staff and say, hey, how can we accomplish this philosophy? Right. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. you know, like. What in the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just coughed. But OK, I so appreciate like, it. So like. Thinking about this topic, getting ready for the pod. Mm -hmm. Of course. I'm gonna look up some philosophies of mm -hmm. some greats. Mm -hmm. And so somebody like Pat Summit, mm -hmm. so the great Pat Summit, late mm -hmm. great Pat Summit. In her philosophy, she talked about surround yourself with people that know more than you. Mm. And so to think of somebody like Pat Summit that mm -hmm. was such a prolific coach, right. her philosophy in the background is surrounding herself around people mm -hmm. that know more than she does. Right. And so the value of a leader is almost only as strong as his followers. Right. Because if I'm a good leader, then I should have strong followers around me. Facts. Gino. Mm -hmm. Gino talks about training the girls to move like a 
like an army yeah because i'm not on the floor with them right they on the floor Mm -hmm. and so i got to teach them how to be me everybody is the coach on the floor right and so i think it's really important that we share that philosophy so everybody can execute Mm -hmm. because if everybody ain't executing then we're gonna have holes in our in our game holes in our team mm-hmm. holes in our philosophy mm-hmm. holes in our language mm-hmm. and so we don't want that holes mm-hmm. in our defense holes mm-hmm. in our offense <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it right no holes right I, I i i agree do you think that <clears throat> philosophy the word philosophy is too high level for coaches no they should understand i that, mean right? as a coach I don't think you're giving us enough credit right here in this moment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, it is some horrible coaches out here. (laughs) But it's also some good coaches out here that That, that that are trying to do good things. I don't necessarily know if it's a lot of us out here that want to be better. Okay. Or trying to do that. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to win games at this point. Right. And and teach kids how to play basketball. But, I mean, some some of them are out here trying to do right. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to downplay them like oh philosophy is too big for them yeah yeah okay i mean i don't think i don't think the i don't think the meaning behind what we're talking about is too big i think the language you're using it might be too heavy to have a personal philosophy when you ain't never thought about holding your own self accountable like you know what i'm saying i think you're just trying to you know call a technical foul or something (laughs) (laughs) this is getting hostile in this moment do you have a question coach like what is your issue like at this point at this point i'm about to cuss you out (laughs) like what is going on right no i don't think it's too heavy i just think that we have to normalize having this conversation Mm. at a at a lower level right so this is conversations that coaches at a high level are having mm-hmm. that's why they at a high level mm-hmm. you know that's why they division one you know okay. mid-major like elite juco coaches they having these high level conversations but the people that are most important for the game are AU coaches high school coaches the non-existent elementary coaches that we need to incorporate that that needs to change that mm-hmm. needs to be a huge shift Mm-hmm. Like districts need to start paying, and I'm not, no, don't see no more parents out there because I be refereeing when the parents be on the sideline, they be coaching these elementary kids in this garbage. <laughs> okay, so stop. Mm-hmm. They need to pay yes. for elementary coaches, mm-hmm. middle school coaches, yes. and high school coaches because if we improve them, mm-hmm. if we make them better, mm-hmm. just think of how, how much we can grow the game. Just think mm-hmm. of how much better the game would be. Yeah. How annoyed you are at a girl's freshman game because mm-hmm. they look like seventh graders or younger or or younger it's <laughs> even worse it's even worse so just imagine if they started playing at six right and had an affirmation from a six-year-old <laughs> jesus i think they they would they would do well the i would game think they would, would do be way way better i agree we wouldn't have to wait to somebody in the wma for 17 years <laughs> to like get something exciting right like it would be on a more consistent basis yeah but i see the kids out there i think it's now with you know you know trying to play at an equal level as boys and men um i think our game is elevating i think we don't we don't we say why not 
Like, why can't we? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I think the game has elevated. I agree However, with that. I think the coaching staff on the level that we're talking about has not, right? I okay. think they still use the same old philosophy, I think and they you don't want to. Still are in the danger zone. I think that <laughs> the you, danger zone. You are still going towards a technical foul. I I really believe that that's what you want right now. Who me? <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> wait, you. wait, wait. Coaches, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> I'm on your head. You own I'm on coaches' your head. head right oh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And this is not good. It feels personal. Coaches don't. It don't feel personal, exactly. but I do feel like mm-hmm. I got to stand up because I, I know not, I'm not like not them. You got to stand I, up. I know that uh-huh. I'm not them. I okay. know we're not the same. Yeah. But I know there's some people that's not at this table right now, not in this conversation that can't speak for themselves. So I'm going to speak for them mm. and say, yeah, we here. Mm. We elevating. The mm-hmm. game is elevating and we are elevating. I just said that. No, you said we were not. You said the game was elevated. No, I And the coaches have not oh, elevated. Oh, oh yes. Uh, yes, I did say that. See, yes. and, and that's what we don't agree with. See, that's <laughs> why we are at the warning zone. <laughs> the warning. Of, of a so you warned warning, me. Warning so number this, one. This is my first warning. Warning number one. It gets not spicier. All of us, not all of us. It gets spicier. The, langu- the language, the language yeah, gets we, spicier. We, we elevated. No, because I thought we were tr- truth tellers, right? I am. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> it's not many of us. We small in numbers, but yeah. it's happening. Okay, I didn't say y'all didn't have like a, you know, 10% of y'all who are trying. Exactly, and that's why I'm on this podcast with you because I'm speaking for the 10%, mm-hmm. but I'm also speaking to the 90% mm-hmm. that need to get their act together right. too. But I can't disregard that 10 but i'm, I'm not but gonna I'm not, do them like but that. i never dismissed them yeah you did <laughs> i did i did mm. i was just blatantly ah. saying that the 90 percent clearly outweighs the 10 percent of y'all who so say are working on y'all philosophy that's we all are. i'm saying no it ain't no so say <laughs> we have philosophies that are that are out in in this world and in, in action right now our, our philosophies are live so how can, can you can you please give me an actionable item for your coaches who can build on their philosophy um, and excel in their program through that? Well, first thing, <laughs> once you develop your philosophy, right? You <laughs> right. developed it. Oh. It's you, it's authentic. You shared it with your team, you shared it with your coaching staff. Everybody's on the same page, mm-hmm. right? Now we have to plan. Mm-hmm. And for coaches, planning is practice. Mm-hmm. And see, it's important that we get practice right mm-hmm. because we're going to practice three times as much as we play. Mm. And so if we don't get practice right, mm-hmm. then we're not going to ever get the game I right. I loved practice. I, I love practice. I loved practice too. Mm-hmm. And so practice was harder than the game. Mm-hmm. The game was fun. Mm-hmm. Practice was fun as well. But like coaches right now, we don't, we don't have our practice playing together. Mm. We doing drills that don't translate. Mm-hmm. We don't even know our teaching style. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know if you are a part to whole teacher mm-hmm. or a whole to part teacher. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what type of learning style your kids have. Right. Yeah, you got athletes, but all of them ain't kinesthetic. Mm-hmm. So all of them, some of them might need you to write that down. Mm-hmm. Some of them may need you to. Um, <laughs> may need you to what? 
What, what did, sorry, y'all. I distracted right. Coach like, Jeff. She was what? Like, I was what? in a groove. Right. Yeah. They might need you to write it down. Some mm-hmm. of them might need to hear it a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them might just be kinesthetic. Mm-hmm. Some of them might be visual. They mm-hmm. need to see a video. They need to see you do it. Mm-hmm. Or they need to see somebody do it. Right. You know, before they can actually execute. Right. But these are things that you got to know mm-hmm. to put in your practice plan. Right. To okay. be better. Okay. So, so, so they have to just be aware of everything going into their practice plan. I think the, the dopest thing about my Sweet 16 year was our practice was ba- built like a game. And so we had quarters in, in the first half, you know, worked on our individual stuff or whatever. Second half, we worked on this. And it was just, um, it was our second quarter. Like, you know, they were broken up into offense and defense. So we had allotted time, like a quarter. And so at the end of it, we will run two suicides or two 16s or, you know, whatever, right? And so it's super dope when a coach, like, mimic something that's tangible to see in a game right when you do yeah. drills that actually come up in the game um you know i yeah. love toughness drills you know all of that i think that's important to put in your practice plan um but for me i think it's about learning from your fail- failure encouraging communication and recognizing anticipating and adjusting to that there will be a learning curve and I think you have to know that it's this is when I'm speaking lightly to y'all coaches I think you have to know that you're not perfect Mm -hmm. but you have to if if you continuously do the same thing over and over again every single season you just repurpose the same plays repurpose the same um philosophy that hasn't worked because you're just setting your ways you you it's insanity right it is. You're, you're clearly mentally deranged right? right and so this is your wake-up call hello let's go get up change that tear it up throw it away put it in the trash and burn it, <laughs> burn it. you throw know what i'm saying away. throw it away and and start to develop something different something that is adjustable because you need to change the way you think daily Things are happening at a rapid pace nowadays, and so you have to alter the way you see the game. The game has to, you have to adjust with the game. You can't stay the same. With in the, the fundamentals will always be the same, yes, but the adaptation of the speed, the height, the, just all of that, the IQ. The players are different these days, they so are. you must adapt, and I think um, – through that adaptation, you can grow and you can become one of the best coaches that there ever has been. Maybe so. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm iffy on y'all coaches. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously, you don't believe. <laughs> okay, okay, Coach Kim, wrap us up. You know, let the people know. Give them, give them, give them some. Give them some to take away from you. Give them some. Mhm. First of all, shout out to that ten percent. Mhm. I see you. I see you. I appreciate <laughs> you, and what you're doing is value. Okay. Know that. Okay. Um, the ninety percent. Yeah. Do better. Yeah. Choose to change. Mm-hmm. Choose to become flexible. Mm-hmm. Choose to increase your range. Mm-hmm. Because whether you want to or not, you're going to impact youth sports. Yes. And so either you're gonna impact it in a positive way mm-hmm. or you're going to impact it in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And so choose. Mm-hmm. Choose more mm-hmm. and not less. All things work. Mm-hmm. 
but you first got to buy into those things. Mm-hmm. Remember that you're going to practice three times more than you're going to play. <laughs> and you got to get that right. Right. Share your philosophy. Yeah. Share it with your coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Share it with your players. Share it with your manager. Share it with the person that do the books for you. Everybody needs to know. Everybody needs Everybody to buy in. Everybody needs to know what you about. The Patriot way. We had a thing called PBLM, mm. Patriot Basketball Life Member. This wow. man had the language, yo. This man, it, 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 it's amazing to me how, how much in my mind I bought in. Because mm. now I have language to put to what the, he had already created. I didn't it even know it like was. Cre- he had like created what you had talked about at six. <laughs> Facts. Facts. And so he just he just flip it, adjust it, and move it on to the next program. And it works. And it's a winning philosophy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The core of it is there, but you, the adjustment comes with the kids. And so if you don't learn anything from me, it's just uh, look at me as a player. I'm grateful to say that I have this accomplishment of winning a conference championship, going to the Sweet 16, based on a coach having a, the right philosophy for me and for my teammates. And I think that's where I leave you off of is that that experience was genuine and real and it can never go away. And so if you really want to leave an impact, that's what you must do. You must have a philosophy. And that's all I got for you guys. Philosophy. (laughs) Hey, yo, you know, it's Coach D and Coach Kim, and we are the Fifth Quarter Podcast. We will see you guys on the next episode.